I became aware of the space sector in Scotland. I got connected to the group there in Edinburgh. There's a wee story there, of course, there's always a story, right? I think the potential is absolutely enormous. I didn't know much about Scotland, to be honest. I like whiskey, so I knew that side of it. Hi, I'm Kim. I'm Murray. And this is Scotland's Secret Space Race. How are you doing, Murray? I'm very well. Good afternoon. And um, how are you doing? It's been a really busy week. I feel like things are ramping up and July's usually quiet for me, so I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, I, well, I think this is this is good news, actually. And we're hearing this from one of our guests as well, that they're incredibly busy. So it's, it's, it's good to hear some good news, isn't it? Yes, I'd much rather be busy than not. That's true. And I've booked a holiday. We're going to Aaron at the end of the month. For You're a big fan of Aaron, aren't you? I love Aaron. And I'm so excited. I've missed it so much for the past five months. And I can't believe we've managed to get a spot on the ferry. And we're going over to get a week of relaxation. And it's going to be wonderful. Are you gonna, you're normally in Botswana or somewhere fabulous this time of year. I'm, uh, well, yeah, it's um, probably more Dunfermline uh, this, this year. But um, hopefully in the next few months, we'll be allowed to travel more widely and um, uh, get some good field work in. Excellent. You can keep us posted on that. We've got three guests today. It's a very good quality and high value show for everybody. <laughs> when has it ever been anything but? That's a good point. We are starting off with uh, Andy Brown from the International Society for Optics and Photonics. So we're looking this this week at the connections between different sectors, different related sectors. And I've, I've known Andy for some time when he was over in, uh, in, in Scotland. So he's originally a Scot, but has spent um, a long time, as you pick up from his accent, in the in the US, but he's extremely excited about the uh, interrelations between um, optics, photonics, and the space sector, and has only recently discovered the extent to which the space industry is uh, is grown within Scotland. So he's rapidly become a massive vocal advocate for what's going on here. We wanted to speak to him to find out uh, why he finds this such a, an appealing interaction between these sectors. Mm, there's lots of opportunities there, and we always like links with the US because it is the biggest market in the world, isn't it? Well. Of course. I mean, uh, speak to people like Scottish Development International and Scottish Enterprise and so on. There's lots of people who are working uh, hard to forge these international connections. So anything we can do through through these podcasts um, to, to foster those connections will certainly help. I mean, there's a, an angle to look for uh, inward investment, uh, but also trade. So yeah, fantastic to make these international connections. Yeah, we've also got Jane Morrison-Ross, who is one of the most well-connected, well-networked people I've ever met in my life. She's the <laughs> chief executive of Scotland Is, which is the trade body for technology in Scotland. And another woman who really promotes connections across the world on behalf of Scottish business. Yeah, I think that's really what we've we've got going this um, this week is emphasis on connections and networks, and, and particularly from Jane's interview, what I thought was most positive coming from that. Not you know, aside from her evident enthusiasm and her energy and her, her outputs with Scotland is was her openness to being contacted. And I think for anybody who's listening, uh, whatever your interest in the, in the space sector, what's what's going on here in, in Scotland, very very open to being contacted. So I think that's a, a, a great piece of news. 
yeah, great resource. You should definitely take her up on that offer. And then just finally, we are going to speak to Keiko Nomura, who has come to Scotland from Japan. Her research brought her here to Edinburgh University for a PhD, and she has stayed to work in the space technology sector. And I thought it'd be interesting to speak to someone who's come into the country to find out what that experience is like and how it compares to living and working elsewhere in the world. So we've got three today. It's good. It's a good lineup. It is. Let's go and meet Andy. Let's go and meet Andy Brown. Lasers are a very specialised kind of light source where the light that comes out and, and light can either be a, a, described as a wave or a bunch of particles uh, that gets into the physics a little bit, but we're able to build these sources where the light, the light is coherent and that gives it certain properties. We, we're able to focus it very narrowly. You can make light sources that um, are extremely narrow bandwidth. Uh, it's like a very pure note on a piano. You can make um, uh, laser light sources that are tunable. You can make uh, very sharp pulses out of these things. So there's a lot of things that we can do with a light source based on a laser that you can't do, sorry, with a traditional light source. And um, things like sensing and imaging uh, uh, come into that. And actually that's where space and satellites and the platforms that the satellites make up uh, come into this story. Yeah, and I'm really interested because obviously, despite your accent, you are actually Scottish, right? <laughs> it, it, it fades in and out what? as you're as you're talking to me. Born what in accent. <laughs> born in Fife, and then you moved over to Washington State. And what took you away from yeah. the homeland? Yeah, no, I grew up in Fife. Uh, my family is still in uh, in the UK. Uh, my folks are over in Scotland. Hi, Andrew and Kate. Uh, over there in Fife, I grew up in Methyl, actually, and um, yeah, I did. Um, I was fortunate. I got to study at St Andrews University and in Edinburgh as well at Harriet Watt University. I know, know lots of people in, in, in Scotland in the universities, especially in the area of optics and photonics, which was what I studied. So yeah, I had this opportunity to uh, come across to the States for a couple of years, uh, pack, pack my uh, bags and my golf clubs. That's it, I've been here for <laughs> for too long, 30 something years, yeah, so. Wow, and you're always yeah. looking for an excuse to come home, right? Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, so no, I, I I worked in industry for about twenty years here in um, in the states, uh, and then I um, joined this organization. It's a professional society called SPIE, and we put on conferences and trade shows in the area of optics and photonics. So that's anything anything to do with light and light based applications. And there's a tremendous uh, photonics sector there in Scotland. The universities are first class uh, across the whole of Scotland, uh, and and throughout the UK actually. The UK has a, a fairly, fairly burgeoning uh, photonics industry. And so that gives me an excuse yeah, to come back to Scotland. We, uh, uh, we do run conferences and trade shows in Scotland. And uh, just as part of my job, which is in global business development, I, I do get to travel around. Uh, when we can travel, of course, we're all kind of grounded right now uh, with the pandemic. But uh, just to keep those connections up and talk to the community and ask them, how can we as a professional international society best serve the community? Uh, and quite often uh, what we hear is, you know, keep bringing people together. That helps with the networking. It helps with the marketing. It helps people understand the new technologies that are coming along. And people uh, look look for uh, new developments and new applications of these technologies. And you were back in Scotland fairly recently. I think you managed to squeeze in a visit just before lockdown. <laughs> yeah, and... I was there uh, pretty much the last week uh, before everybody started to uh, go into lockdown. And uh, how naive were we back, <laughs> back then? Now we know so much more about this virus and how it spreads and so forth and um, of course Scotland has done a fantastic job we we looked at well, I certainly looked and uh, talked to my family and, and so forth looking at the news how well you've done uh, uh, 
uh, with the lockdown. So congratulations. Uh, un unlike here in the US, where uh, as we as we talked about a little earlier, there's great great Scottish phrases that describe uh, things to a T. Uh, and the one that comes to mind about the US right now is we're on a shugly peg. So yeah, we're we're up in Washington State, which is the upper left-hand corner, and um, we've done reasonably well, but uh, other parts of the U.S. are are, are struggling. So I was in the, just before, sorry, just before lockdown, I was in the U.K. Part of what I was doing was connecting with um, the community there in Scotland, especially the space community. Uh, Murray Collins at the University of Edinburgh, Callum Norrie, uh, Christina Tamani, uh, even yourself who've uh, connected, you know, over in Glasgow at Clyde Space and various other elements. And the reason I was doing that was, as I say, we run conferences uh, and exhibits around the world. And I became aware of the space sector in Scotland, actually on the visit before my last one. Uh, I got connected to the group there in Edinburgh. And it, as it turns out, Callum Norrie and I uh, studied in St. Andrews together. There's a wee story there, of course, there's always a story, right? Um, when, you, when you get into these disciplines, you find that the, uh, it's a very small world. You're always bumping into people. <laughs> in fact, the uh, photonics industry and, and Scotland in particular has uh, educated a lot of people. And uh, no matter where you go around the world, you always bump into somebody that's either Scottish or gone through the, the, the Scottish either education system or been involved in photonics uh, from Scotland somehow. And I, I actually suspect the same is probably true of the space industry. I just don't know it that well. So uh, so here I am, I bump, I bump into Callum, who uh, we were playing golf one day many years ago when I got a hole in one. So I, uh, either I still owe him beer or he owes me beer or one of the two. But, uh, <laughs> you had a witness. Just, uh, that never happens. <laughs> I know. That's right. I, so um yeah, I got I got fascinated by this this burgeoning industry, the space industry. I knew about the photonics industry, but here here's the space industry, and why am I interested in that? Well, satellites are, are platforms, and you can put instruments on platforms, and you can you can do things with those instruments. You can sense things, you can look at things, you can image things, you can get information about the planet. We can look at climate change. We can look at we can look at the impact of disasters. We can try and predict weather patterns. Of course, communications depends on, on satellites, right? So there's all this stuff you can do sort of from spacecraft looking down. And many of these sensors are dependent on photonics. And so there's a direct connection to the industry that, that we um, are involved in. Um, there's another thing that happens from these spacecraft is you can look out the way. So you, you have a satellite that's outside of the Earth's atmosphere. And outside the atmosphere, there's, there's nothing, it's just a vacuum. So you can look very, very far in space. The, the images are not distorted by the, by the shugliness uh, of, the, uh, of the atmosphere, right? And so you can get clear pictures. And this allows us to look very long distances, uh, which actually allows us to look at light that was emitted a very, very long time ago. So um, some of these telescopes, like the Hubble and eventually the James Webb Space Telescope when it gets uh, launched, they are able to look sort of look back in time at, at the origins of the universe and there's great interest in that of course for that's mankind. that's just incredible i think that's where my brain just can't cope you know beyond that part and that's what's really <laughs> what we've tried to do throughout the podcast is as amazing as the science is we're trying to make it relatable to people and that's what i really yeah. like about photonics and lasers is that it really it affects everybody like we couldn't do what yeah. we do without lasers and light sources and, and all the disciplines of photonics right so what we're doing right now so uh we're recording a podcast but we're actually doing it where we can see a video of each other because we're on a, we're on zoom right and uh 
this wouldn't you wouldn't be able to do this without photonics first of all um, we rely on the internet of course uh, and that's enabled by photonics all the fiber optic cables the the diode all this all the the, the little bits that make this work uh, it's dependent on photonics there are new technologies coming along in silicon photonics that are going to make things smaller and more efficient so there'll be less less power needed the internet actually consumes quite a lot of power but um, a, a more recent uh, technology that has come to fruition especially uh, in the UK where um, uh, the UK has been a leader is quantum technologies mm. so quantum technology is kind of a fancy word but it's basically taking uh, light or light-based technologies and doing doing things in a, in a, a better way making things more effective more efficient more sensitive uh, yeah the UK is is uh, has been investing in quantum technologies for quite a while now and the the folks uh, in the government and in the circles that that got that investment in place were very uh, visionary i would say and have uh, put put the uk in somewhat of a leadership position um and, uh, and the analogy to that with me is when i learn about the space industry i go look at that this the scottish government is investing in the space industry the uk government is investing in the uk space industry and um you know the markets we haven't really talked about why do you do any of this stuff well it's all nice and well to have the internet or get a a smaller cell phone with a better picture right you know uh, a big part of this is about uh, is about money Uh, it's about creating jobs uh it's about improving lives actually and uh our mission uh is um the advancement of uh, technologies for the betterment of mankind and the, all of these technologies do things that help, uh, I think, and, and uh, move us towards that vision, uh, you know, just of a better life for everybody. You know, space technologies are, are no different. As I say, you know, they enable communications. They allow us to look at natural disasters and get aid to places. We can look at the health of the planet. Absolutely. Well, we spoke to Cassandra Mercury in a previous episode who's using quantum encryption. So she's using photonics for um, safeguarding data for when com- quantum computing can break all the yes. encryption. So it's fascinating. It just it's one of those words photonics where people go, huh, what? So it's really great to kind of break that down and explain the relevance and the importance of it as well. Yeah, we sort of liken photonics to electronics. People sort of understand electronics. I think, you know, electrons moving through wires and making things happen. Well, if you think of the same thing, but instead of electron, you've got a a little bundle of light called a photon, and you can do things with that, as as I said before. You can use the properties of of light to do many things, but it doesn't have to be with lasers. We, you know, we we look at, um, there there are imaging modalities in uh, in, uh, the healthcare system, as an example, that rely on light or light-based technologies. That was great, I think. Actually, what's coming out in this podcast is the interaction between these different sectors and people's enormous enthusiasm for space. Absolutely. And the excuse to get together as well and, and collaborate is always nice. Yeah, of course. And I, I think when, you, when you've got very uh, ambitious, bright people coming together and, uh, and, and they unify around a, a sector like space uh, and see all the common connections between things like photonics and using satellites as a, as a platform to deploy new technologies, and great things can happen. And it, it just seems that Scotland's the right size and it's the right time to, to do this because there's so much activity in the sector. So I'm very, very excited. And, uh, and, and also, of course, um, with an eye to the future, looking forward to um, what we've got coming in, in Sky next year. Yeah, I'm super excited about that one. Sky Tech in June next year, which is a Scotland is event. It's a three-day 
jolly, basically, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's going to be a, a showcase of all the fantastic research, technology and entrepreneurship which is uh, going on in, in Scotland. That's what it's going to be, Kim. In the evenings, we'll just drink water and have interesting chats around the campfire. There's a Kaylee the first night, and I'm excited <laughs> to uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see what kind of uh, Kaylee dancing you have up your sleeve. Uh, I wouldn't be too excited about that if I were you. Well, to tell us all about SkyTech and Scotland Is, which is a fantastic organisation, is Jane Morrison-Ross. She's the chief executive, and she dropped in to chat with Murray and I earlier. now the only silver certified cluster management organization in the whole of the UK um, and even better at the moment there are no gold. Wow so you're really leading the way what difference does that make to businesses then? I think what it does is give us better access to some of the formal cluster channels that have been set up throughout the EU and beyond so it allows us to leverage the support and the collaboration and the platforms actually that are available for accessing R&D funding um, and projects from the EU and Canada and the States. So we're going to be stepping up a gear in the work that we do there uh, with a real focus on internationalisation. Internationalisation has definitely been a theme of our podcast yes. and how the space industry in Scotland can grow and get more and more successful. What's been your experience of the space sector so far and what do you think the potential is? I think the potential is absolutely enormous. And in fact, I wrote to the Scottish Government again this week on the back of the Economic Advisory Report that came out under Benny Higgins' leadership to say that I was particularly dismayed that the emerging space industry in Scotland hadn't been a real focus of that report because the potential is global and it's enormous. I think what we have here in Scotland is an amazing mix of industry and academia that's fostering real innovation in everything from, from satellite technology to downstream space data um, and everything in between. And there are so many areas of intersection with, with climate tech, with carbon reduction, with analytics, um, with environmental science. All of these things are hugely important. And the fact that we have the UK's first vertical spaceport in Sutherland coming, with a number of others, including Spaceport One in Uist and Shetland and potentially Macrahanish on the back of that means we'll be in an unrivaled position. Definitely. Murray, did you want to jump in there? Oh, very kind of you, Kim. I'm, I'm going to go with um, some practicalities, actually. Mm -hmm. So it was great to hear the, the aspects about like accessing platforms for, for funding and uh, so on. So if I take the perspective of an entrepreneur then, um, mm. who's who's keen to develop a new project um, and is maybe interested in meeting people from from different sectors how how would I engage with uh, Scotland is I hope, I hope we are very easy to engage with we, we have a core membership and companies are welcome to sign up and join but to access the services of Scotland is as a cluster management organization you really just have to make contact with us there, there's nothing else involved um, we have Katie and Kira who head up and manage Scotland's data and cyber clusters at the moment. And we're actually in the process of, of looking at standing up some other formal clusters where we have expertise. And obviously, um, geospatial data is one that we're very focused on just now in the areas of intersection there with the space tech industry are potentially vast and really exciting. So make contact with us and we will help. We've got networks there. We've got uh, an ecosystem of about a thousand companies in Scotland now. We've got great contacts with SDI, with DIT, with Innovate UK and every other body in between. We also work with a number of private investors as well. So we are able to help 
companies identify the best contacts for their particular project. Um, but just get in touch. We are very friendly. Okay, that's that's fantastic to hear. And would that count for somebody who's listening in from uh, outside the UK as well? Absolutely. I think what I would say is collaboration is critical and key to build successful communities and ecosystems and projects. So we are really open to having conversations and making introductions and creating channels both outside of Scotland for companies based here and, and inwardly for companies who aren't. And we've, we've had a number of approaches recently from some really interesting companies and countries. The most recent one was actually the Thailand Board of Investment last week uh, contacted us to look at how we could collaborate with companies in Thailand and take opportunities from there back to com- companies in Scotland. So absolutely. That was fantastic to hear. I know um, Kim's been looking into um, some other sectors outside of you know pure what we consider space, mm. including uh, photonics recently, and has been hearing some really positive yes. stuff. So I guess we, we're in an era of uh, quite a lot of doom and gloom, especially with regards to the economy. So it's great to hear these positive stories. And um, obviously you're in that position where you're really driving forwards a sector and have this big overview. So from that standpoint, what's the what thing excites you the most about what's going on at the moment and what could happen in the next six months? I'm not sure we've got enough time to cover that. I could go on for quite a while about what your your top top two, top one. You know what is what I'm hugely excited about at the moment are the areas of intersection between different parts of the industry and different specialist areas of technology. We've been looking at a number of opportunities and projects where we are looking at things like geospatial data and how that overlaps and intersects with climate technology. We're also now looking at the pure space tech, space industry and how we look at the intersect um, and opportunities with climate tech there. Some of the, the data coming from satellites can be the most powerful driver in how we reduce carbon and monitor rising sea levels in all of those areas. There's also some amazing things happening in the whole supply chain from the pure analytics side right through to the photonics end of the market, to IoT, to sensor technology, to 5G, um, powered by that connectivity, also underpinned by amazing cyber and AI technologies. So it's really the way technology is starting to come together in new, exciting projects. And I think we're really good in Scotland um, at the innovation and and the, the academic industry engagement piece. And what we're seeing start to emerge there in space, as you know, is is incredible hugely exciting there's so much to be excited about and i'm excited about june next year jane what's happening in june june next year i am hugely excited about too and and you will both be there and be key parts of it we are holding the first ever sky tech conference um and the the purpose of that is really to showcase the amazing innovation happening here in scotland to showcase the companies that are operating in the pure space area, the space tech area, companies like Space Intelligence, um, like Spire Global, um, Orbex, Ecometrica, and some of the others, and bring in international speakers. Um, you know, we've got a couple we can't quite name yet, but but I will let you know first. But we're delighted to have people joining us like David Alexander, OBE from the Rice Institute, Murray, of course, Kim, yourself, um, and some real experts, Callum Norrie, Professor Jim Hansom, and a number of others. And we really want to showcase not just the space uh, tech industry, but the innovation that's happening in those areas of intersection. So geospatial and climate and digital technology and how all of those things can come together and create a real 
global opportunity for companies in Scotland. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one uh, immensely. It's going to be at Solmore Austin on the Isle of Skye, the Gaelic University there. Um, we should have some exciting Scottish government involvement and presence as well. Oh, wow. And on the first night, we are going to have a Cayley. Do you know any Cayley dances, Murray? Um, my my Cayley dances are uh, somewhat limited, but I look forward to learning some more. I'm ex- hoping for some good instruction from you both, actually. <laughs> We've got a real mix of expertise and experience, and we don't want it to be a a, a really stuffy sort of conference. Um, So we are going to mix up the way we run the sessions and the speakers, and delighted to have you involved, Kim, to help with that as well. Um, I'm so excited. (laughs) It's going to be so much fun, apart from anything else. It's going to be great to have everybody in one place. It's going to be informative and interesting and just what a fantastic setting for it i haven't been to sky for years i'm really excited about having it on sky because it's a it's a sort of perfect perfect microcosm of a sustainable resilient but really innovative project and idea the the university there's generated all sorts of of benefits for the economy locally but it's also brought more people to that part of sky which is quite remote compared to some of the more touristy areas so the, the schools are full, the, the community is buoyant, the village is really lively. So we just thought it was a great example of what can be achieved. Murray had mentioned earlier difficult economic times, and, and I think that's absolutely true. What has given us hope is the the survey that we've just run with the industry um, about a week ago. We just got the results in last week, showing that around 71% of our industry are still positive and still feeling buoyant and predicting growth by the end of the year. Um, and I think 74% are still recruiting or looking to recruit before the end of the year. So times are difficult and, and very challenging, but certainly in, in the technology industry, there's still real positivity. That's wonderful. What a relief. I'm fed up listening to the bad news every day, aren't you? I am. I am. Try and share that as much as possible. So I guess the, the a question will be, just more widely, people think this is all exciting. It's fantastic. Like how, how do I get involved? Contact us. We are always up for interesting conversations. And we're really keen to get more people involved from you know the end-to-end parts of the industry. So yes, contact us. Have a look at scotlanders.com. Um, use Twitter, LinkedIn, any channel you like, or just pick up the phone and we are more than happy to talk. Really inspiring stuff there from Jane. Isn't it amazing to see how organised we are? And the fact that the clusters now have silver status is just further proof that we are very good at networking and collaborating here in Scotland. Yeah, exactly. I think in our first podcast series, we focused on uh, data, data analytics and so on. And having this Scotland-wide perspective has really allowed us to show and explore the network and other networks um, outside the space sector, which exist. And crucially, those are now pulling people together. So we've had Andy talking about photonics, we've got Scotland Is, also uh, a related um, technology grouping, but not directly in the space sector, but all, all coming together to, to talk about the benefits and uh, possibilities in space. So I think it's a very bright future. Yeah, and great to hear those statistics about 71% are feeling positive about the future. You wouldn't believe that from the headlines you're reading right now, would you? No, I, I guess people have been um, hit differently depending on what sector they work in and things like hospitality been, uh, has been very, very badly hit. People who can work from home, people who are working um, digitally uh, are probably faring much 
better? Um, and I suppose I mean, these are important questions when we consider where the growth is going to come from in, in the future. I think there's a lot of bets being placed on, obviously, on, on data, but high technology in Scotland. Yeah, and just finally, I wanted us to hear from Keiko Namura, who has come to Scotland to study and then stay to work. So I thought it'd be interesting to hear the perspective of somebody who's come into Scotland and find out what that experience is like. Well, I'm actually coming from a policy background. People usually go the other way around, but I, um, I was working on a program in a forestry, which is reducing emissions from deforestation and forest degradation in Southeast Asia. And working on the program, I realized we need better data, basically compelling evidence so that um, we can give much better information so that it can help you know, decision-making process for many governments. So that's how I decided to take a break and not really taking a break, but to start um, studying basically a little bit more technical side of forest monitoring in Edinburgh. And why did you come to Edinburgh instead of anywhere else, given that you'd started in Southeast Asia? Yeah, so I came across um, some articles and papers written by my supervisors, both um, Ed Mitchard and Genevieve Patinot, and mm-hmm. I really wanted to work with them. So I asked them if um, they are interested in having a PhD student. There was an interview <laughs> and all that, mm-hmm. but I, I guess I passed. So when you came to Edinburgh, was it what you expected? I actually didn't know what to expect. I didn't know much about Scotland, to be honest. I like whiskey, so I knew that side of it, but I didn't know how beautiful the city was and you know, how friendly people are. So that was a good surprise. And when you did your PhD, how long did that take you? And what was the subject of the the research? Um, So it was sort of continuation of my work from Southeast Asia. So I focused on Southeast Asia. I took a case study in Myanmar, palm oil plantations, and uh, looking at basically the conservation opportunities there and how that can be a tool to combat climate change and it took me about three years. Ideally I wanted to do for four years but uh, my funding and all it was for three years. And then when you got your doctorate and uh, I saw you got a beautiful was it a set of whiskey glasses as a celebration gift? Yeah yeah those are from my uh, very good friends um, because they know I like whiskey so. And then you you've stayed which is wonderful you've been able to stay in Scotland and you're working now for Space Intelligence and what are you doing for them? It's a startup company so we do a lots of uh, different things but everything related to satellite images and you know scaling up um, information from the ground basically so a lot of land cover classifications, biomass mapping, so what are you working on just now? Well, so we have been working with um, Scottish Natural Heritage for some time now. Um, they want to update their natural capital asset index. So in order to know how much natural capital are there in Scotland, you need to know um, about you know, species and the land cover types data. And we are using machine learning to do a land cover classification for um national parks in Scotland. Excellent. It's very exciting time right now to join. So, and coming from University of Edinburgh, I do know uh, a few people already 
yeah, but it looks like there's more and more and beyond Edinburgh. So, yeah, I'm still learning and uh, meeting more new people. I'm just really, I, I like what I do and, and I'm just um, happy with all the project we are getting uh, right now. But I think the potential is quite big. We are recruiting, we, we need people and, you know, even not just right now, but we can see the need uh, growing more and more. Um, because there's just so many things we can do and, you know, so many information we can provide in many different sectors and so on. What can you see as the benefit of Earth observation in terms of dealing with a pandemic like this? Well, I think that's a really good question. I think it's already um, answering uh, these key questions now because, you know, as you can see, these images are coming from space, so you actually don't have to go there to know what's going on. So there's that advantage of remotely assessing uh, what's happening on the ground. So there's just mm. so much you can tell or try to analyze uh, using satellite images. You're now working in Scotland. Are you comfortable here? Would you like to continue to work here or are you still still have itchy feet? Would you like to travel <laughs> a little bit more? <laughs> For now, I really enjoy being in Scotland. Um, so yeah, uh, I I think I'll be here for a little longer. <laughs> I think people are really open, at least, you know, I can only talk about my experience, but um, I feel I have been sort of accepted to to some extent. Uh, when I, you know, talk to clients in Scotland, um, I think first thing I also noticed is that there are a lot of uh, female senior executives in, in Scottish organisations, which is really interesting and different in other, compared to other countries. Fantastic to hear there from Keiko, someone who's highly talented and has come to this city drawn by the expertise in, in Edinburgh and wants to wants to stay in Scotland. So brilliant. Our again, definitely. She's lovely and she's super talented. So I'm sure there's lots of people like her across the country. Well, I certainly hope so. And I hope more will come in the future. Um, you, you were telling me actually the number of international students has actually gone up this year, yeah. which I found surprising. I, I read this on BBC News this morning. Apparently right. you can is saying that there's a 16% increase on applications from international students for September 2020. Well, over, and this is over last year? Yeah. That's amazing. So it's again, amazing. this is, um, yeah, I mean, sort of flies in, in the face of the doom and gloom, doesn't it? I mean, I, I, hope it's, I hope it's true. That's brilliant. I know, it's great. I think um, the, the opportunities are still strong and still drawing them towards the country. So fingers crossed those numbers continue to rise and the students come back because they're certainly very welcome. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm, I'm delighted to hear this. Is there any breakdown at all um, in what kind of subjects these students are studying or is it just sort of across the board an aggregated number? Do you want them all in your class, Murray? Is that why you're asking? Yes, frankly. <laughs> I don't know, but I will find out for you. I'll send you the link and you can dig a bit deeper. You love a bit of data. I do like a bit of data, indeed. Well, you can, how about even better, you can you can tweet me. What I'm really excited about is uh, our next couple of weeks of, of guests. We've got some of the real key players in the Scottish space ecosystem coming on, haven't we? We've got some crackers lined up. We've managed to corral most of the big players in the whole of the Scottish space industry, thanks in big part to Christina and her incredible network. Very, very excited about that. And um, we're going to be hearing uh, not least from spaceport industry, so where we're going to launch satellites and uh, rockets of the future. So 
can't wait for that all coming up in the next few weeks drop us a line on twitter he's at murray b collins and i'm at kim McAllister. thanks for listening 